welcome to episode number 10 of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. This is your co-host Tom Baker, Executive Director of NHCO, along with Erica Cochran, Director of Development and Communications for NHCO. And we are thrilled to be with you here to kick off 2022. Erica, let's go back in time a little bit, though. It was a great 2021 for NHCO. Yeah, I mean, we started this podcast. We started this podcast. It was just one of the the new initiatives and programs of NHCO. Taking a look back at the year, you know, we were really honored. We won the Nonprofit Excellence Award from the Chamber of Commerce. I know they'll be joining us on the next episode in February. Uh, That was a big deal, certainly. But just the growth and development of our team and what we've been able to accomplish in 2021, it was a really special year. Yeah, our team has really stepped up, obviously, in a time where COVID was still very rampant, you know, changing our programs and making sure that we're meeting the needs of the community. Just so proud of everyone. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great year, and our team was incredible. I've always said the valor and bravery that we saw from not just the staff, but the thousand plus volunteers who also engaged with us through NHCO. It was really remarkable. It was also, you mentioned the podcast, it's also the year where we started the Young Community Leaders Board. I know they'll be joining us on our March episode uh, of the podcast. We started the Legacy Society. We got the North Boroughs 5K going. Nonprofits North with our friends at the Chamber that'll be on episode number 11 next month. It's really been a remarkable time in NHCO. Wow, we did a lot. It was a good year. <laughs> we were busy. It was a good year, certainly. And most importantly, we were serving people. Our organization is laser beam focused on people helping people. Our featured headline guest on this episode is going to be Barbara Griffin, who is the director of the Pro Bono Center. You know, Barbara, working with our team and, and Jackie and Melissa and volunteer attorneys do some really remarkable work. It's so impressive just to read about Barbara as a human, as a person, and her professional career, but then to, to hear her talk a little bit about how she is so passionate about working with organizations like ours, it's going to be really good. You're going to love it. So with that, we'll get going with our interview with Barbara Griffin, the director of the Pro Bono Center here on episode number 10 of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. Our headline guest on episode number 10 of the Get to Know NHCO podcast is Barbara Griffin. She's the director of the Pro Bono Center. Barbara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. Good morning and happy 2022. Uh, hopefully you've celebrated a good New Year's and uh, we're happy to be, you know, entering another year of working together and a partnership with you through your role as the director of the Pro Bono Center. This year, 2022, will actually mark our 15th year of working in collaboration with you. So thank you for that decade and a half of partnering with us here at North Hills Community Outreach. That's amazing. And thank you all for your service and your partnership. Being there in that community really makes a difference and helps us get attorneys to people where they live. So thank you. Thank you. And just to give a little background on Barbara's experience in the past, she has her undergraduate degree in foreign service from Georgetown University her Juris Doctor from University of Texas. She actually was an Assistant Attorney General in Texas, uh, has worked for judges, and has been serving in her role for the better part of a decade and a half here running the Pro Bono Center. I'll say on a a personal level for us here at NHGO, we're proud to have you as a partner, but we're also happy to have you as a volunteer. Jackie and Melissa mentioned to Erica and I that you volunteered and spent some time with us, not just in your leadership role there, but also just kind of serving our clients, which we're very appreciative of. Thank you. So one thing that I like to do as a recruiter of volunteer attorneys is have the same experience that I ask volunteers to have. So that's why I took the opportunity to get out to the Ask the Attorney program with NHCO and meet clients and be a volunteer myself. That's amazing. That's a wonderful outlook. And it's something that we adopt here at NHCO as well, where we want to be, you know, right there, boots on the ground with the people that are doing the work here volunteer wise. So we're really happy to hear that. If you can tell us, Barbara, a little bit, just if someone is the first time hearing about the Pro Bono Center, maybe just a quick explanation of what the Pro Bono Center is and all that you encompass there. Sure. So 
lawyers, by virtue of their licensing and their education, really have a monopoly on the practice of law. Nobody else can do what we do as attorneys. So with that professional privilege comes responsibility. It's actually in our Rules of Professional Conduct, Rule 6.1, and it says that lawyers should provide public interest legal services. Lawyers should give back using their skills and their education. So what I do at the Pro Bono Center is help lawyers fulfill that professional obligation to give back. We put together programs that use volunteer attorneys to serve people with very low incomes who are facing a variety of legal issues, but ones that are really impacting their basic human needs, housing, maintaining their income, clearing their criminal records so that they can get employment. So working on issues that impact people's daily lives and connecting volunteers with people in need. And it sounds like that just is the perfect fit, obviously, that you work with us, because that's similar to, you know, what we do in, in all of the organizations that you work with. How many member organizations do you have at the Pro Bono Center? They vary. So sometimes uh, we add programs uh, ad hoc as areas of need grow, and sometimes we legacy projects as they you know reach their limit or the needs have shifted. So on average, we are operating 40 or so pro bono programs, either with community organizations that we partner with or with established other legal aid organizations that we help recruit volunteer attorneys for and help supplement their services. So about 40 right now. And it's very important to you also that the volunteer attorneys have access to the support that they need, including CLE training. Can you tell us a little bit about the CLE credits that you guys provide? So in, in addition to CLE programs that provide education to volunteer attorneys in that practice area so they can be competent to represent our clients. We also have a program where an attorney can earn CLE credits for the time they spend volunteering. And I will tell you that in Pennsylvania, in order for an attorney to have a license to practice law, they have to do a certain number of continuing legal education credits every year. They have to stay on top of the law as part of maintaining their license. And so we offer those credits free when they volunteer for a pro bono program, and also we provide them credits for their volunteer time. So every five hours of volunteer time can earn an attorney one hour of CLE credit. So that helps them fulfill their obligations for their license as well as give back. It's a great perk for volunteer attorneys. That is absolutely. And I know it's something that attorneys need to do, but what have you seen from them maybe in uh, increasing their passion or enthusiasm or just general enjoyment of their careers? Have you seen some positive outcomes of just the attorneys when they get more involved in civic and community groups like NHCO? Absolutely. Sometimes attorneys want to volunteer within what we would call their comfort zone. They want to take on cases that are similar to what they do in their everyday practice. But since in pro bono and, and legal services for folks with low income, we don't have many you know, mergers and acquisitions or high-stakes commercial litigation. So we do have attorneys who sometimes just want to step out of their normal practice area 
and do some work where they're really working one-on-one with a person in, in need and having that personal experience and really feeling like they've made a difference in a person's life. And sometimes the legal matters that the attorneys work on at NHCO may seem relatively small compared to a big multi-million dollar corporation or something like that. But for that particular person, whatever issue that is impacting their life is important. So that attorney can really use their skills to make a big difference. So you began your career in private practice, but then you turned to public interest work. So since we're talking about people being interested in helping people, can you tell us a little bit about when you made that shift in interest and why? I started out in what we call big law, big law firm in Austin, Texas, major national law firm, doing commercial litigation, mostly big company X versus big company Y. I enjoyed it a lot, very challenging intellectually. It was a great start to my legal career. But I always did pro bono, even at a big firm. I always liked that personal contact with people in need, with everyday clients. And so I started out doing simple divorces as a lawyer in a big law firm and really loved that. And just after a little while, I felt like I wanted to do more public interest law. Sometimes you'll hear people say about a child, you know, they like to argue a lot. Johnny's so Uh argumentative. I bet he's going to grow up to be a lawyer. But I became a lawyer because I wanted to help people. I mean, I I like to argue, too. I definitely (laughs) am a strong advocate for my clients. But I really went to law school because I wanted to help people. And being in public interest work, whether it's for the state government as I worked in Texas or here's the pro bono director, I really liked the public service part of being a lawyer. And Barbara, I will say, if I was talking to a law school student right now, I would tell them to research you as a a case study of somebody that's done so much good. I mean, going to to law school, getting that degree doesn't mean you have to be a lawyer exactly every day and, and be in a courtroom 40 hours. I mean, what you've done in your career, you've been noted at the local level and noticed at the, the national level as well, being named the 2018 Pro Bono Professional of the Year by the National Association of Pro Bono Professionals, won some local awards as well. And I know you like to give back as well, being on the boards of a couple different organizations, including Renewal Inc. and Legal Services for Immigrants and Internationals located here in Pittsburgh. I, I will just finish by saying, Erica, Jeff, our executive producer, and our, we, we have never been appointed by the Supreme Court to anything. You've been appointed by the Supreme Court as vice chair of the Pennsylvania Lawyers Fund for Client Security. How was that process? Was that pretty neat? That was pretty neat. The Supreme Court has, over the past few years, really opened up the uh, positions on state boards and commissions to any interested person. You have to express an interest, but really made the process more equitable and fair and diverse. And so I took that opportunity just to throw my hat in the ring and talk to one of the Supreme Court justices that I know here in Pittsburgh and, and told her I was really interested, and I was appointed. I get kind of corny about that kind of work. I really do <laughs> feel like it's serving the citizens of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and upholding the image of attorneys in the professions. It's a great job. I love it. Great. And since you are the kickoff featured speaker for the first episode of the Get to Know NHCO podcast here in 2022, we're going to kick off the year right with a little bit of goals. So what are some goals you might have for 2022 or things that you're hoping to achieve either in your professional and civic life or through the Pro Bono Center? 
Well, we want to look for emerging areas of need. We want to refocus and see what life for our clients and potential clients is going to look like after COVID, if there is an after COVID, which we hope there will be. Um, So we just want to refocus and see how we can do what we do in a different way, because there are some things that some changes that we made because of COVID that we want to keep. We've learned some things for the better. So we want to look at those and, and see how we can continue to serve people in need. Barbara, we cannot tell you how much it means to NHCO to be a member organization of the Pro Bono Center. In our last fiscal year alone, we had over 50 individuals who were able to receive legal resources because of our partnership. Can you tell us a little bit more about your partnerships with other organizations that are similar to ours and how this really enables you to reach a bigger demographic in the Pittsburgh area? Yes, community organizations like yours are really essential because you all are in the communities. You all are where the people in need are. So it is a great help to us to be able to connect with organizations like yours and, again, bring the attorneys to the people where they are. And another similar organization that we partner with is the Latino Community Center, which is just down the street from our offices downtown. And they serve a population that is mostly Spanish-speaking with limited English proficiency. And so they have fantastic translators on staff, social workers on staff. So that facilitates lawyers being able to provide those client services because otherwise there might be a language barrier, an access barrier. So having that partnership with a community organization just really opens up avenues for help for people in need. Really important. I noticed on your website, so obviously NHCO is listed on the pro bono website under general legal services, which is accurate, but we do see that there are many other subcategories that those looking for help with a specific issue can see. And I was just amazed by this directory of resources. It's so user-friendly, so easy to be directed to the correct organization that can help you. It even goes into detail about eligibility requirements. So we can tell that you guys definitely do your research and trying to make this as easy as possible for the people who are looking for help on your website. Yes, we're actually going to do, speaking of 2022 in this new year, we're going to work on revamping our website a little bit to make it even easier. Uh, There's a lot of information and we want to streamline a little bit so that people don't go to the wrong place, that they find quickly what they need. There is help out there. Sometimes in legal services, we kind of feel a little bit like the emergency room. So folks will come to us when things have gotten really bad and we're trying to avert that crisis and figure out how to help that person. And we would love to see more folks trying to prevent problems before they came up. For mm-hmm. example, like preparing a will or preparing a power of attorney or advanced health care directive so that before a person has a problem, before they're in the hospital and can't communicate their wishes, they have those important documents already in place. So, yeah, we're going to do a lot of work on our website and help direct people more directly to the services they might be looking for. Nice. Thanks, Barbara. And I will say, you were mentioning earlier about the combination of arguing while doing good. Uh, Eric and I both happen to have daughters <laughs> who, are turn- who are turning four and five, and uh, I think it's a nice combination. I would empower or encourage our daughters or anyone uh, to really follow your career and look at what you've been able to do. You know, Going to the national ranks of being the top pro bono professional uh, in our country is, is pretty remarkable. So, uh, Barbara Griffin, thank you so much for all that you do in the community. What is the best way for folks to keep in touch with the Pro Bono Center? Yes, our website is www.pittsburghprobono.org 
And if a person is in need of legal help, they're just trying to figure out how to solve a problem or where to go, they can call our intake line, which is 412-402-6677. They'll probably have to leave a message, but one of our attorneys will give them a call back and either help them directly or send them where they can best get help for what they're in need of. Sounds good. And that's what we're all about here, people helping people, and that seems definitely to be what you're all about as well, too. Barbara Griffin, uh, Erica, and I are so thankful for you for being our headline guest on episode number 10 of the Get to Know NHCO podcast, kicking us off strong here in 2022. Thanks again to Barbara. We'll be back in just a minute with Melissa from our team to talk about the Ask the Attorney program. Welcome back to episode number 10 of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. This is Tom Baker and Erica Cochran. We really hope you enjoyed our interview with Barbara Griffin, the director of the Pro Bono Center. And I'll tell you what, Erica, I think I want to be Barbara Griffin when I grow up. She was unbelievable, right? Yes, absolutely. She was was really incredible. Uh, We have a real all-star on our team here at NHCO. Up next, Melissa Mason, the resource coordinator. She does so many different things programmatically within NHCO. We're going to focus in on Ask the Attorney, but something that I love within Melissa's role, Erica, is just a wide variety of things that she's able to do here with us. She wears so many hats as a resource coordinator, um, which helps her serve more people in a better way because she can easily refer and offer different programs to people in need, which is a great thing. But yes, let's just try to focus on one of the things. It's going to be tough for us, but we'll try our best. So Melissa Mason, you are here to focus on Ask the Attorney today. I think you might be our first repeat guest on the Get to Know NHL podcast. We are making history now in January of 2022. Um, Melissa, we hope you had a good New Year's and welcome to 2022. What's going on with the Ask the Attorney program? Well, obviously, we learned a little bit about the collaboration from Barbara about ATA and with the Pro Bono Center. But if you can just share a little bit about the Ask the Attorney program. Yeah, we're really excited that we're able to offer the program in person again this year. Took a little break during the the height of COVID, so we were doing everything via phone consultation. But we we all know that our clients like things in person a little bit better, so we're really excited to be able to safely do these in person. So for 2022, they're taking place the third Tuesday of every month from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. The location will rotate between our three offices, and we typically have about one to two attorneys on per night off offering free 30-minute legal consultations, pretty much any area of law other than criminal law. Nice. You know, I got to visit you in October in Millvale last year, and it was it was just great to see kind of how it goes and see the clients coming in and meeting with the lawyer. She was awesome. I think Mrs. Malkin was her name, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, Chris she's, is great. She's um, she, she does a lot of them for us. And I think it's a really good program because a lot of our clients come to us, you know, maybe not having the money to, to pay a full retainer fee for an attorney. And through the program, they really find out things they can do on their own without paying for an attorney. They get some really good advice from areas varying from how to file their own wills, how to file for custody, you know, what the process for divorce is. So they get a lot of basic and sometimes more specific questions answered just by the consultation. Tell us a little bit about the issues that these people are facing that come to use Ask the Attorney, but a lot of those are issues that people come to NHCO in general for, right? So, you know, uh, a divorce in the result of a divorce is you needing multiple services that we provide or an eviction that you're trying to prevent in some way. So tell us a little bit about the referral process and how you work with the other staff members with NHCO to work with these individuals. 
Sure. Uh, and you touched on pretty much the two biggest areas of law that we see, uh, family law and then landlord-tenant. Landlord-tenant is probably one of the biggest ones that kind of span the, the staff and the services at NHCO. If somebody's coming in for emergency services and they need help paying rent or they maybe need a security deposit or they're facing eviction and the other staff member may think that something just doesn't sound quite right, they'll refer the client over to the Ask the Attorney program and then that way we we can get them some answers uh, on whether or not they're being treated fairly, whether their situation is the way that it should be going. And then it happens the the other way, too. I get people coming to me directly for Ask the Attorney, and I notice, oh, you know, they say, I don't have any money. I can't pay my bills. My water shut off. There's no way I'm going to be able to pay an attorney. And I say, oh, well, are you aware of the other services that NHCO has to offer? So it's a really nice. It kind of goes both ways where referrals are coming into me and then, you know, vice versa. I'm sending them out to other staff. That's great. Again, with the 20 programs and services and the ability to refer to our colleagues is, is really remarkable. Now, let's focus a little bit on the attorneys. So how do they come to us? How do they get involved? I know Pro Bono Center is certainly one of the places. But if you know, if I'm listening to this podcast, I'm an attorney or have a friend or a family member that's an attorney, how do they actually get involved in the program? So the easiest way is just to go to our website. We do have under the services tab at nhco.org. Um, there is an Ask the Attorney tab on there. And if you just read through it, there is a link for if you're an attorney interested in volunteering and you can fill out a form on that link. It comes directly to me and then I make the connection and, you know, get the attorney equated with the program and, and let them know how the process works. I like to not refer to them as volunteers, right? Because these are actual attorneys. Some are looking for CLE trainings and credits, and this is how they get them through the Pro Bono Center. We talked a little bit about that with Barbara, but I also love the idea that this is opening them up to public interest work. This is really showing them good things that they can be doing with, with their career. Do you see a lot of young attorneys come through this program and kind of have their eyes open just a little bit to what they could be doing? Yeah, I was lucky enough to recently attend the Pro Bono Foundation reception, and I met with some really fresh young attorneys, pretty fresh out of law school, and they were really excited to hear about the services that we have. I, I wasn't even necessarily trying to recruit at that moment, but I did actually get an attorney that way because I said, oh, check out our website, see what we do. And she specializes in family law, so that's really good. And then I was also recently approached by a law firm in the city of Pittsburgh who heard about what we do at NHCO, and they're really trying to get the lawyers on staff to kind of give back and do some service projects. So I actually have a call scheduled with him to bring them on board and see how they can help out with the program too. So we're getting interest from varying areas. Like you said, a lot of them come directly from the Pro Bono Center, but people who hear about what we do, hear about the program, maybe even just stumble upon it on social media or on the website are reaching out with interest too. That's great. And it's a great way for the attorneys to really, I don't know, just expand their base, enjoy more civic work in the community, public interest, like, like Erica mentioned. How do you see the attorneys? I'm sure you have conversations, you know, as you wrap up the night or as you're starting at, if it's a six to eight, you're probably chatting with them a little bit before it gets started or a little bit after eight. What are some of the kind of the experiences that they've had working with you and working with our clients uh, for their own growth and, and development? One thing that I notice is our volunteer attorneys, and this is why I like doing the in-person services, because like you said, I get a little bit more time to chat with them before and after, but how invested 
interested they are. It's not like the the client walks out the door and that attorney kind of washes their hands of the situation. They kind of reflect on it with me. And nine times out of 10, I, I have attorneys that do on their own because it's not part of our program, but on their own, um, follow up with clients and really want to give the clients a really good either referral source. Sometimes they work with them, you know, maybe on a sliding scale fee. So there's a lot of follow up to it, showing that the attorneys do care and, and are kind of moved by the situations that they're seeing with the families that we refer to them. I love that because that's what we want to see in all aspects of volunteerism here at NHCO is really people getting invested in what they're doing. So I'm so happy to hear that. Great. Well, thanks, Melissa, for all of your efforts with Ask the Attorney. We wish you a, a great 2022 of Ask the Attorney. This is a good way to kick off the year. Barbara Griffin did an excellent job in our first interview. And Melissa, you truly are an important team member here. The Millvale Citizen of the Year, I know from last year, but uh, we are very proud of you. And thank you for all the good that you do in the lives of our clients. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. We're wrapping up episode number 10 of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. Again, it's Tom Baker and Erica Cochran. If you ever have ideas for the podcast, please always feel free to email us at podcast at nhgo.org. We would love to hear your ideas and your feedback on the show. We really enjoy putting this together. We hope you learn from this edition of our podcast. We always want to thank Jeff Geisler, our executive producer of the Get to Know NHGO podcast, whose band, the Boss Sting Rays, plays the intro and outro music as well. Do you enjoy their music, Erica? I love it. <laughs> hey, they played last year at our Got It Covered event back on November 12th. They did a great job there and they're always playing great shows around the city. So again, we're NHCO.org. We're people helping people. As we start this year here in 2022, please think of new ways that you can make even more of an impact in our community. We're happy to be there with you to assist you in that journey of people helping people and by you making more of an impact and a difference in 2022. Thanks again for tuning in to episode number 10 of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. We'll talk to you next time.